This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. Bad the ball. Well, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know, you get in that spirit. You get in that spirit. You know what I'm talking about, that spirit. It's a good spirit, Frank. I mean, our military spirit, people. I'm excited to bring to you right here this week, Wrench Nation. We talked about it last week. We kind of teased this out. We've had some promos. I am truly excited to have a very special edition paying homage and tribute to our veterans. Of course, we got Veterans Day coming. How would you like to know, Susie? We got Ray West, World War II ex-mechanic. Super veteran. excited. Super excited. He's coming on the show. I'm excited about that. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. East Valley Institute of Technology is where we hang, of course, on the podcast. You guys may dip in out of the show. Uh, we upload uh, every Sunday, iTunes, Google Play. You can catch it. So just know about that. I uh, hope you had an amazing week. Uh, of course, we had all the voting, and uh, everybody got their vote on. But part of this voting is to uh, to understand that somehow, some way, intertwined in that is the protection of our freedoms to vote. And this show is truly going to dive in and pay homage to all of our veterans, our veterans' families. Uh, I'm excited. Look, I remember my days in the Persian Gulf, mid to late 80s, and you never forget that. And so Ray West, South Pacific, fighting. He's got some stories, some colorful stories. Can't wait to hear it. And, you know, I figured it would mean a lot to a lot. We've got a lot of mechanics from across the country, a lot of youngsters uh, who are up and coming. How about we journey and go back to a time where, you know, technology, it was about as 12 volt as you could get, and that was about it, right? <laughs> so Ray West is going to be joining later in the show. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Susie, what's shaking? How is things cooking in your world of mechanical goodness? Hello, Frank and everybody out there. It is wonderful, Frank. Everything is going smooth. I, you know, everybody's listening right now. Uh, they just got done voting. How does Susie Sockets stay so upbeat and medley excited? What Now, how do you do it? Susie, you're always upbeat. You know, Frank. Actually, I stayed up till midnight. And you still up? Here. Yep, stayed up till midnight watching the uh, watching the uh, the polls and everything coming in. That gets you excited. Yeah, it gets me real excited. What makes you excited? You, you're probably speaking for a lot of people. So, like, what are you excited about? Well, I'm certainly excited to see what happens with uh, with Arizona, especially. Yeah, a lot of volatility. Yeah, did, little, we, did we have that situation? Little volatility, yeah. But you know, there's uh, there's a few favorites Was out it, there, and I mean, I'm not going to mention it. Like a cylinder misfire. Do we have that equivalent? Is it running rough? Are we running rough? <laughs> it was a check engine light, Frank. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Well, if you voted, kudos to you. You have that right. And I think at the end of the day, my little two bits, you know, regardless of a car talk show, don't forget to pass the mail to your neighbor, man. You know, we get we get kind of get caught up. Bree, Breeze, I don't care if it's horchata, mayonnaise, ketchup, salsa. I need an extra spark plug. Do you have one? Hang, like, know your neighbor. Exactly. I mean, because I think we forget that. We, we vote, we do all this stuff, and then we go home and shut the door. And You know, Frank, I live in a cul-de-sac, right? 
You know and everybody. So, and yeah, well, you know everybody. You out there serving lemonade. What I, what I especially love is when my mail gets opened and then left on my door. Like, oops. <laughs> oh, you you that close with your neighbors? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I don't know about that. That's a problem, Susie. That could be a problem. Opening mail? Opening mail. But you know how when you have a stack and you just kind of slice them all open and then look at it? I can see it because that's my process, too. And you're okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with it. You're too nice. I know. I don't know. It was a mistake. All right. Well, you're still getting checks, money in the mail. Checks in the mail, Frank. That's illegal, by the way. It is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> That's illegal, no doubt about it. All right. So we, we uh, would like to tell you that uh, we would start the show, as we always do, um, busy busy week in the garage and, you know, sort of different type of repairs that we're seeing. We're going to share some car tips, some true blue items that are happening in our garage that we feel uh, could benefit you. You certainly can call. This is your car talk show, 480-655-8870. And of course, if you happen to catch this on KFNX, uh, one of the premier uh, Phoenix stations uh, out there on Saturday, know that you can reach out to us, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. We're not on Snapchat. Sorry, I just can't seem to get a message down in 10 seconds. That's, I mean. (laughs) I believe it. If you're a mechanic and you're on Snapchat and you want to call us about how you're able to do that, and get the message out professionally somewhat, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm trainable. Snapchat. Yes, you are. Snapchat. Anyway. All right, so in the world of news, there's always uh, funny stuff cooking. That music is so grand. I hope you guys don't mind us. <laughs> Using it? I hope. I mean, I haven't had a phone call yet from anybody. But solar charging is a big deal. I remember when I was in high school back in the, well, junior high school, actually, in the 80s. I had a little science project. And I hooked up with the Japanese kid in the class. Nice. <laughs> Not by design. Nice. We, we were friends. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. And the, the kid was brilliant. I was a little rough, messing around a little bit with music. Certainly not cars. You know, I, I wasn't into the cars. But we had a solar panel house. And his father was like a scientist. Cool. This is like 82, right? Japanese kid. And I helped. I helped. Of course, I was on the project, put together the panels, and he told me what to do, and they did all the science. Well, we won that project. What size house was this? A little tiny. It was a little school science. Okay. But we won first prize. Now, where I'm going related to cars is if you go from 82, Susie, to now, solar's here. Solar is here. It's so, I mean, houses, I mean, and it's here. Yeah. And we've come along, because back in the day, we had these little wafers, looked like cookie wafers. But we were able to power this little mini house. Well, now solar charging technology for cars is a serious conversation. Uh, Hyundai and Kia, as of this week, they made an announcement. We are going to get through this, and we're going to figure this out. Whether we put the solar incorporated through the hood, or we have a solar roof, It'll be one of the first systems introduced with a gas engine to help supplement that. Now, I hope Arizona's going to be the pilot market for that one. Well, something uh, something odd. You know, Arizona had a, one of the ballots they had that they voted down yeah. was alternative energy. Alternative Did you see energy, that? Yeah. Which I, don't make sense to me. We are we The sun loves us it's here. Free. It burns us. It does all kinds of stuff. It makes our beer warmer, quicker. I mean- we got sun. Well, I don't understand why that was batted down. We could use more advancements to alternative energy, including solar. Right. So Hyundai and Kia, they're going to develop three types of solar roof charging systems. 
They're calling them generations. Obviously, they're you know going to generate from the sun, and they're going to incorporate the hood or that panel. These systems will work uh, with a gas engine. Uh, and so that story, if you want to dive in deeper, uh, our friends at automoblog.net, we get a lot of our news from there. You can check that out. Susie, tell me you got some brighter news because solar panels, I feel like they're teasing us. It's like, oh, we mentioned it. Good luck. Maybe soon, but probably not. That is a big tease. And I hope it's not on the roof because that means I can't choose the option for a sunroof. Uh, Maybe they'll figure that out like sunroof. I don't know. Sunroof panel. I mean, you can't get rid of sunroofs. You can't. You want the slide. That's an option. Yeah. What do you got going okay, on? Okay, you're going to love this. Everyone's going to love this, Frank, especially you. I got a question for you, Frank. All right, I'm here. What does a bicycle, a piano, and an office chair have in common? All right, so bicycle. Wheels a moving. piano. Just my mind, the way it works. That's okay. A piano. Piano. And an office chair. Bicycle, piano, office chair. Um, for some reason, my mind is going back to like P.T. Barnum. Okay, not that far back. All right. Is this car related? It is. Bicycle, piano, and what else? And an I can't chair. keep up. Office huh? chair. All right. Well, apparently, I'm going to tell you the answer. Apparently, you can attach all this to a bike rack on the back of a Mercedes-Benz wagon. You and a Mercedes. Which Last week, you were talking about... Are you stroller. Mer- Wait a minute. Is Mercedes paying you? I'm not picking on Mercedes. I need to know. Wrench Nation is not being officially endorsed by the Deutsche Lande Mercedes. No, we are not. But there was an actual vehicle that was pulled over by the police on the Autobahn near Stutt- pol- Stuttgart, uh, Germany. No, 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 no. That's How do you spell it? Stuttgart. 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 You don't mess with Stuttgart. Autobahn. I didn't realize they had police. I thought you could just drive out like a maniac. Nope. They have traffic police. Traffic police. So I what got a story about that, by the way. Go ahead. Okay, cool. So what happened was they actually put a piano and an office chair on the back of a bike rack that was attached to the tow. They just got done shopping at Ikea and they threw everything on top. Wait, why on the Autobahn? I don't know. And so police pulled them over, scaled it, they weighed it, and it was 900 pounds over. Oh, you have to allotted. Yeah, you have to have a certain weight to be on the Autobahn. No. Is that crazy? Here's my story. That's, That's funky. Where can people... Because I know they really want to find out more about that story. Where can people find? Where'd you get that story? That from? was on uh, just Weird Auto News. All right. Dot com. Yeah, we get a lot of our stories, but uh, automoblog.net's one of our sources. So I was in Germany. My mother used to kick us out of the, the city because we got into trouble as kids. And she used to kick us out. She'd scrap her pennies and say, You're going to see Uma and the Upa and das Onkel, Gunther. And she'd ship us to Germany. It was really cool. And translated as grandma, grandpa, and aunt. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I you know, I bought a football, American football. Mm-hmm. I got beat down because soccer's big over there. I learned a lesson there. But one of the things that my grandmother, when she picked us up from the airport in Frankfurt, somehow, some way, I saw in her little Mercedes station wagon, that woman, it was kilometer. That woman, the kilometers thing was pegged. Oh, wow. It was above 100. Now, I'm a youngster. I have no idea. All I know is that, you know, when you stick your hand out, you do the wave fast. thing. I almost broke my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, wait a minute. Uma's a great driver because as a kid, what are you doing? You just, you want to go fast. So, but Germany was pretty cool. Mercedes, they always, uh, they're doing stuff. And people with Mercedes, do you think they stretch the limits? I think so. It's a Mercedes. Yeah. I want you guys to stay tuned. We're honored. We're privileged. Uh, hang with us, man. We got a World War II veteran mechanic mr ray west will be joining us in studio we're going to journey back in time join us next wrench nation 
Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Rock on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Frank and Susie hanging with you. Thank you so much if you guys caught the podcast uh, or hanging with us on the podcast every week. And as we do every show, we like to mix it up and test your cranial knowledge of the automotive situations. We got JB with a challenge question. Welcome to the show, JB. Hello, thanks for having me back, guys. Hi, Rock JB. on. <laughs> we got your music. We got to let you kind of slide in. Yeah, I'm back. Nice. All right, so the people want to know, because they've been studying all week, what is your automotive mechanical situations of a garage challenge question, maybe? Yeah, Yeah, garage challenge kind of question. The United States knew that they were going to get involved in World War II, and they were still using Model Ts. Yeah. So they called for a small, lightweight, three-seat vehicle, four-wheel drive, and they called it the Jeep, and they... Brought that in, but put up bids for everyone to look. So the question is, is, the original Jeep was designed in two days, three months, or four weeks. Oh, Ooh. so Model T just wasn't suitable, so the Jeep put a bid in, and you're asking how long it took to design that Jeep. And you said, yeah. how many? Go through the answers. Two Choice. days, three months, or four weeks. All right, if you think you know the answer, we got a $50 Visa gift card. You can call in 480 88.7. Do you think that Jeep, the original Jeep, after that Model T just wasn't quite World War II ready, was it designed in two days, three months, or four weeks? 480-655-887. We got a $50 Visa cash card waiting for you. Give us a call. JB, hang with us. Um, you have a special announcement, and I, and I thought this was pretty cool. Tell us what's going on with Bolt-On Technology. I saw a Facebook post, and I think the folks need to know about the goodness of what you guys got going on. Well, the goodness is that we've been recognized again, and we're made the Philadelphia Top 100 uh, Growing Businesses Award um, based on the fact uh, that we've been growing at a crazy rate of 244%, and we've had a 30% increase in our workforce. So the Philadelphia 100 Award is ours again for the third time in three years. Well, rock on, man. That's a testament to the whole family. A reminder the people, what does Bolt-On Technology do? Well, basically, folks, we make your car visit to a shop a lot better because now they're going to be able to communicate to you via text. They're going to be able to do digital inspections and show you why they're recommending certain repairs and whatever, um, what do you call it, maintenance has to be done. And they're going to make you part of the process. Our software makes it easier for your shop to communicate to you. Yeah, rock on. So uh, every week you, you come on the show and you give us the challenge. I think that challenge question was uh, worthy. Hopefully we get a caller. We got a $50 Visa gift card. You can text or call 480-655-8870. JB, hang, listen to the show. We appreciate you hanging. We've got a very special guest in studio uh, that we want to introduce, Mr. Ray West, a World War II veteran. Welcome to the show, Ray. Yeah, Ray, welcome. Thank you very much. Um, first things first, uh, Ray drove in from Cottonwood, uh, Arizona, so thank you. Uh, I know that's a, that's a trek. Uh, you hit a little traffic, Ray. Yes, we did quite All a right. bit. <laughs> All right. So going back, we, of course, we, we've got a ton of questions. And, Ray, you served in World War II. Thank you for your service. Thank you, sir. Um, 
what compelled you to join the military? Well, it seems like uh, everybody in the group uh, in the high school wanted to join. Uh, as far as my group is concerned, seven of us boys went in, and uh, I was the only one to pass. We had to go in from Yuma to uh, Phoenix to take our tests, and I was the only one to pass, and the others went home. So I went into San Diego for my training. That well, con- congratulations! 16, yes. At sixteen, at sixteen, yes, sir, I did. Well, this was a war effort. You'd you'd have to agree. You obviously know that back then, this was a machine. Everybody had to get on board. So they extended the age. Is that right? They lowered the age. I mean, no, they didn't lower the age. I had uh, my mother and dad sign the paper for me to go in. Ah, oh, so parental consent. Right. I don't know if you can do that today. I don't think so. Yeah, when you went to school. And congratulations, because what did you say, one out of seven? You did pretty good Well, <laughs> in that group. I, I was a farm boy, and I do a lot of exercise and stayed in, in fit. Yeah. Um, coming out of school, did you know that you were going to do automotive mechanic, diesel mechanics? So how did that work back then? Did they select you for that? Well, I was sneaky. You were sneaky. When I, when I was growing up. It, uh, I went into the shops, watched the people work, the mechanics work. I was inquisitive about that, and I like to work my hands. And in the days, uh, mother had a, uh, one of these gasoline engines that uh, it was hooked to a washing machine, and I stole oh. that. <laughs> I took it off of the washing machine and put it on my bicycle. Oh, my. And my mother didn't appreciate that too well. <laughs> so... You were tinkering, and a yes, lot of you I listening. Love to tinker. A lot of you listening. Uh, we have a lot of youngsters across the country that are entering the automotive industry, and a lot of the sentiment is about how they got started was they were tinkering. Mm-hmm. So you were a tinkerer. Yes, I was good at it. All right, so you come out of school, you're out in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, what year, Ray? Roughly uh, if we uh, in. Uh, uh, Year forty-two, I think it was. Okay. And then from there, I they shipped me straight into Chicago, Illinois, for a, a diesel training school as a diesel mechanic. Right. And then you were shipped out to the fleet. Um, did you know you were going to be in the South Pacific? Yes, fighting? sir. I did because uh, there was quite a bit of talk about that before I went into uh, the Navy school, and we had that school. They trained us on gasoline, diesel, refrigeration, and seam and uh, also aircraft what was your thought i mean what did you at that time i mean all the whole community was behind this war that's true were you nervous or what were your thoughts emotionally were you afraid it's just more than anything yeah Mm -hmm. yeah getting in the group and being shipped out to pacific yeah. Didn't know where we were going until the last minute. Tell us about um, the ship that you were on and some of the duties that you were immediately responsible for as a diesel mechanic. Well, I was trained as, uh, like I said, as a mechanic, and I took over the, the, the mechanical end of it, and uh, uh, I was in charge of that, and I had my men work underneath me, and I taught them and showed them what to do, and we kept the propulsion of the ship 
going. Well, we're going to talk about the lobster. Um, uh, (laughs) Mrs. West is in-house as well. We may just get you a mic. Ray's going to be with us. If you're just joining the show, we're honored and privileged. A special veterans tribute. We've got Ray West, uh, diesel mechanic, World War II veteran, who eventually opened up his own garage. We're going to get into that story. Um, So I'd imagine you were ready, had some anxiety about it, but you just got the job done. The men under you, how did you lead them in times of stress? Did you have some routines to well, keep the main, them? the main thing in leading men is actually teach them and going forward and do not be rough with your men, work with your men, teach them how to do the points that has to be done to keep your, your maturity going. That makes sense. You yeah. know, Susie, we run into like in the business world, like, come on, you guys know, some of you listening have businesses and you've been in the situations. There's a difference between managing and leading. That's true. And I think Ray is just touching upon that. I mean, we're talking World War II arena. Like folks can die. And Ray, you said something powerful and that's a message today. It doesn't change no matter what we're doing. Um, so you were through the Panama Canal at one point, and you were steaming through the canal, you experienced a situation with another ship that went down. Tell us about that. Well, we got pulled out of the Panama Canal to go into the Philippines invasion. And as we left the island, we were told and we knew the government, when they said that there were uh, submarines out there, we had to be prepared for them. We couldn't locate them. But at dawn, as instead of a dawn, a submarine sunk one of our tankers. Wow. Set ablaze. And uh, we looked for it. We never did find that sub. But we proceeded on our way. And uh, we never had any more problems after that. Well, I mean, that ratchets up anxiety. Yeah. Um, And Mm -hmm. and as you said, if you're not, if you're not leading men the right way and and working with them more than they work for you, even if you're working on an engine. uh, Speaking of engines, what kind of failures? I mean, here you are steaming, probably at GQ, general quarters, battle ready. Yes. What kind of failures would would you experience amongst these diesel engines that could pose a threat to the operation? Well, at one time we, we had a GDB eight throw a rod through the side. We had to pull it off line and start another engine to take its place. And, uh, uh, another time was pulling into Guam we run out of fuel. Couldn't couldn't get enough fuel for engines to run. So I immediately knew what the problem was. We had a restriction from a tank to our main supply of our engine. So I took the hatch off of the diesel tank, got down in it, and got and swam down into the suction side of the. Uh, the line that fed our engine 
and found a big rag that sucked the, in through the the suction side of that. Right. And so pulled, you're saying it you, out there. you you went into yes into the diesel the diesel tank and swam down into the suction side of the tank to get that rag out of there that the construction people left in during the war. Wow. For when they built that brought tears to my eyes. Well, I and mean, got, I, got, I'm got all main propulsion going again. Ray, you got grandchildren, nieces, nephews, family. Do you think kids today would do something like that? Oh, I'm sure they would. Okay, you bet. And I asked you that. Some of you listening probably said, "What kind of question is that?" I say this by way of technology. It almost seems like. We push a button, it'll do it for us. But at the end of the day, we have the mechanics of something. If that makes sense, Susie, like yeah, but that's, we rely. Like they didn't. Re- yeah, they just. I mean, it was a basic system response. It was a yeah, response. it's a response, and yeah. it was quick thinking, and it was solution oriented. But now it's like we rely on technology. Yeah. it seems. Like or we, download an app. What is the computer telling us? Exactly. Wow. That's crazy, Ray. That's an incredible story. You really did. You brought tears to my eyes. Well, one time we were into the coast of uh, Mexico, and we went into a big storm, so we had to go in and anchor in. We lost our anchor in the harbor, and we were eating, and I told our men that I was sitting there eating with our men that was supposed to be in the engine room, told them to go down the engines and get all the engines going and stand by orders. We got the engines going to answer all bells to the captain. We barely got it off from hitting the beach of hitting the rocks. And, uh, and they pulled away from it and dropped the other hook and the captain called me Upside, and thank me for arm and answering the bell. Yeah, that's a powerful story. Ray West, uh, military vet in World War II. We're paying tribute today. Uh, we're going to dive in. Uh, Ray's illustrious uh, time with the military, World War II, also worked uh, for Cummings uh, 35 years and opened up his own shop. Stay tuned. Ray West, military special tribute next on Wrench Nation.
Well, all right. Welcome back, guys. Ranch Nation Car Talk, a special veterans edition. I remind you to get onto the podcast. Go back in time. We've had uh, Eric the Car Guy on. We've had Brother JD from Ranch Wars. Uh, many shows dedicated to what's happening under your hood. Uh, if you're just joining us from the first time, we appreciate you. Share the podcast with a friend that you think that may enjoy. Welcome back. Uh, Ray West, a World War II veteran and diesel mechanic. Ray, we, we had talked about some of the exciting things that were happening. And in between the break, we just got to be real and raw, Susie. Ray had commented that absolutely youngsters today would just dive in and do what they got to do. I asked the question about technology for a reason because sometimes we get autopilot. We kind of, let's face it, we get we get stupid. Like the computer should tell us what to do. Right. And I think that's powerful. Ray, you had a lot of fun out there. I know it was uh, a lot of anxiety leading men through the South Pacific battlefield. What would you tell us about this lobster situation? You guys, what were we doing <laughs> with the lobsters? <laughs> well, one of the men that was from back east, he said, uh, you ever eaten lobster? And I said, no, sir, I haven't. He said, well, he said, you're going to eat lobster tonight. And I didn't <laughs> say nothing one way or the other. So I stayed aboard ship, and he went ashore. When he come back, he had two live lobsters. So he went down and got a bucket when they stink room water room, put water into the bucket and stuck a hose down in and cooked the lobster. He broke out a bottle of wine and we had lobster and wine. That's the first time in my life I ever ate lobster. How did he cook this lobster? How did he cook it, Ray? He cooked it by steaming it in a bucket. By sticking a steam hose out of the boiler. But it was his first time eating lobster. Yeah. Yeah. First time I really ate lobster. All you people out there getting fancy in these restaurants the way you cook lobster. You need a diesel engine with a little hose and get some steam action and bam. And bam. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And and I think uh, the camaraderie amongst men and women, for that matter, uh, going back to Rosie Riveter, and it was a full-on movement, uh, this, this war. The world wars, if you will. You well, had exited out of the military as a diesel mechanic, had, had some good experience. You took on a job with Cummings where you spent 35 years there. Correct. Did you see technology coming through that kept you on your toes uh, as it sort of transitioned over the years? At all times. 
because when I went to work for Cummins, the, the highest horsepower they made was 150 horsepower, and it was an H engine. And from then on, we went up to 1,800 horsepower to 5,000. So we've seen a lot of technology in our training coming from the factory, and the factory representatives coming out to us and helping us through some of our, our problems. And this is where we all learn together. Yeah. And uh, kept it, kept things going. Yeah, the culture of learning, we always talk about, um, for those listening that may not be in the industry, you know, an average technician, mechanic, has to have what's a minimum of 30, 40 hours a year. Like, I mean, especially now, it could be, it's, it's going to be a lot more. We're looking at 2019 with these newer cars, it's probably closer to 80 to 100. And so that hasn't changed. You did your time with Cummings. You had a great career there. And technically, you should have went away and retired comfortably. But you, was it 1980 that you said, hey, I'm yeah. not done. Tell us what you did in, the, in that time frame. Well, I went in and opened my own business and uh, kept it going. What kind of business, right? Where there was a- it's a diesel shop business. It's, uh, I named it West I-10 Diesel Place on I-10 in Eloy. And we had a nice business going. And uh, eventually, Mother and I got together and just turned it over to our son. And I went on home and stayed at home. You started as you were due. You needed mm-hmm. to collect some money and just kind of mm-hmm. hang out. Uh, we were not going to let you slide on that one, Ray. <laughs> Opening a business is a big challenge. And yes, it is. one of the things we talk about, whether you have a great chef or a great mechanic, they're really skilled. But then they go and open a business and, oh gosh, I got to market. Let people know I'm here. I got to market. Or there's cash flows concerns. Your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience is extremely valuable. What would you say to folks maybe looking to do the same, to open up their own business? What kind of advice would you tell them when they get started? Well, the main thing in starting business as a concern is know your business and know in your mind how to handle it. You take and put your brain together and get enough money and you know exactly where you got parts you've got to have and get them and put it in the company and then open it up. Because if you don't have your parts or your money behind you, you can't go forward. We went forward on our business and run it. We had eight men, very good men, highly qualified men. We had enough men where we had at one time a total of 150 man hours among, among us, the knowledge and years, 150 years of knowledge. Now, taking a diesel engine or most of the engine people could actually walk up to it. If you got the knowledge of an engine, you can take and lay your hand on the engine or you can walk up to it, you've got the knowledge of your hearing, and you've got your knowledge of 
what you're looking for and take your, say it's got an exhaust out of it. So you can walk up and say it's got an exhaust out of it. Okay, number one, you've got to find out what cylinder that valve is out and what head to pull off and take care of that engine. Now, sometimes you can screw up and you will have two valves on that engine out and you, your hearing and your knowledge has got to tell you, well, you've got two out, so you've got to actually pull, you know exactly what to do on it. You pull the exhaust on that thing, put your hand up on the exhaust. Sometimes you can tell by just put your hands up with a rag wrap around your hand and the exhaust, and if it pops and it, it, it and then blows back, you know that cylinder's sure. the one. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you talk a lot about the uh, the feel of an engine, uh, and if you're just catching this show, we're, we're privileged and honored. Uh, we've got Ray West, a World War II veteran, 35, 36 some odd years with Cummings as a diesel mechanic, and we're discussing how he entered into this uh, business arena, and um, it's funny because, Ray, you talk about a time I started with my father-in-law, who was also a World War II vet uh, with the Brits, and he was that kind of guy. Back then, like, I started, and he was like, yeah, if it's popping through the exhaust, that's what you get. If it's popping through the intake, you still had to do a compression test. You still had to do perhaps a vacuum test. And some of the some of our youngsters in the garage, like I pushed them to understand, you know, there's still a reciprocating motor. It's not all about sensors and computers. You still got to understand the four-stroke cycle and what's right. happening. Um, Ray, for the people out there, how, what kind of boss were you? If somebody stepped out of line, well, how would you take care of that situation? <laughs> Feed them lobster. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, main thing on if you uh, have a problem on something like this, just go over and talk to him, and and uh, don't uh, make a big issue out of in front of the man. Take the man and talk to him by himself, and usually that will straighten your problem out. Yeah, and he will know what to do next time, uh, and uh, he won't do it. Yeah, for you, for you folks that are in these supervised real positions, yeah, it's an extreme no-no. You're not going to call somebody out in front of the team. No. Um, and well said. That hasn't changed. Yeah. And so uh, I'm actually going to keep Ray West, World War II veteran, uh, paying tribute on Wrench Nation here uh, to our veterans. Uh, so stay tuned. We're going to continue on with Ray West next. Greg Buckley is also going to join us next right here on Wrench Nation. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. We did a 22 too many with the suicides. Uh, we last donated Saturday. a car last yeah. Saturday. So uh, stay strong, all of our, our all of our vet families. Uh, Ray West is with us. Before we bring Greg Buckley in, um, 
In fact, let's bring Greg Buckley in. Well, Greg, you there? Yes, I am. <laughs> we got you texting music. Oh, love you, Greg. <laughs> Rock on, Greg. Thanks for joining, brother. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Um, Greg Buckley, Buckley's Auto Care, every week championing uh, Wilmington, Delaware. I-, I wanted to ask the question, uh, and-, and Greg, you certainly can chime in. We have Mr. Ray West, World War II veteran uh, mechanic, diesel mechanic, spent 30-some-odd years with uh, Cummings, opened up his own garage. Um, Mr. Ray West, do you think... The age and future of mechanics with technology could someday go away. What is your thoughts on that? I doubt it very seriously because there's mechanical units being built every year, regardless what it is. You've got the mechanical end of it, and that's pe- not going to change. You still no, have none mechanics. Mm. Yeah, China's messing with electric. I mean, you still have suspension. You still, I don't think so. Someone had told me perhaps mechanic could go the way of the elevator man. I don't believe that. I don't think so either. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, Greg Buckley is in with us. Uh, sorry about that, Greg. I had to ask. Uh, a wonderful show oh, here, sure. Greg. Your dad, you oh. started with your dad back in the gas station days. Um, yeah. And I'm sure you can relate to some of these stories. Did you, Greg, ever go and tell dad, who is a seasoned mechanic, started the garage many 50, 60, some odd years ago, and say, hey, Dad, the book said this, and Dad looked at you, probably slapped you upside the head and said, no, son, this is the way it goes. What's your experience with Dad in the shop? Well, I think it happened many times because I think I was hired and fired at least 10 times. <laughs> sometimes sometimes my, my opinion got me out the door quicker than you could blink. But, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of times, sure, you know, I would be looking for new ways of doing things and trying to – say, hey, we got to approach it from this angle, and Dad would say, you know, why are you getting that feeler gauge? Greg, just get a match pack and set the points. You know, that kind oh, of yeah. thing. Everybody you had know, matches. So the, the, Even if you yeah. didn't smoke, you better have matches if you were in the <laughs> yeah, shop. you got to have matches. That so was that, tool. So, well, you measured the clearance on points. Oh. Right. Points made right. contact. It was a very important part of the ignition. They would wear. Points would wear. Uh, we, don't, we need to pan to Ray. Ray, did you keep some matches, or did you have feeler gauges? Did, what was your thought on those points? Well, most of the time we had feeler gauges, but sometimes you didn't have them when you went out in the field. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you forgot the, that your, <laughs> you mom, your feeler gauge Sure, sure. Yeah. So you actually took a match deal, which is approximately 20 thousandths, 18, 20 thousandths, so you set them by that and fired your engine. Wow. That was that. So, I mean, it was a simple time. It was that, you know, now we, we, we got computers and we got a download and software update flash program. Uh, Ray West, you spent many years with uh, Cummings, as we discussed, and uh, an amazing uh, career with the Navy, World War II. As you journeyed with your garage and handing that over to your sons, what was your feeling at the time? Were you reluctant to do that or were you just... Were you just ready to just retire? No, it was, it was time. It was time. It was How time. old were you when you made that transition? Uh, Roughly. Huh? I don't know. I'd say 42, somewhere around 45. 42 years ago? No, How no, old years were you? Oh, when you, did you 42. Many are li- Ray, people are listening now. Guys like me, we think we're going to work forever. 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 Um, we just don't know any better. Uh, but you're saying you, you turned it in. About how old were you when you said, I'm 
done. 65? Yeah. All right. But I still work on uh, I know you stuff do. at still. home. <laughs> Ray, Ray, tell us Everything. about... Everything. I work on lawnmowers, uh, cars. It doesn't never you leave you. It's in your blood. It no. don't leave you. Uh, we have some shout-outs uh, real quick because I want to ask Greg. Greg, you probably have some questions for Mr. Ray West, but we have some special shout-outs to the West Familia all over state of Arizona, Daniel West, Tim Dressler, and Kylie uh, Dressler. Big shout outs to you guys if you're hanging with us. Hoping they're all listening. Yeah, they're li- yeah. We yeah. got a legend in the studio. I mean, we uh, Susie, we've had some people in this in the, on the show. We've had some people, but, but I'm this is a this highlight one. every week. We but this is a highlight, so we we uh, we really grateful, Mr. Greg Buckley. Uh, any questions for Mr. Ray West, uh, World War II veteran mechanic? Well, well, first off, uh, you know, definitely thank you so much for, you know, uh, your service at the time and, and you know, being part of the, the greatest generation there was. I know it had to be a, um, something for you to look out as a, as a young man and, you know, put yourself in that, in that position. Um, what was it like in the field trying to get the mission accomplished and how you felt your role was and, and what did you do for, like, you know, the Getting the getting your team um, inspired enough to to lead them to get the jobs done, no matter what it was, fixing a unit and how important that was to the mission itself. I mean, what did you do, Ray? We talked a little earlier about some of the motivational things. Where there was there ever a time where where soft talk is not going to get it done, and you you had to be firm? Yes, that's true, but. Uh... Still working with your man and yourself, you keep looking forward and pushing forward with your knowledge of keeping things going, and eventually you get the job done, and you get the load off your shoulders and go forward. So, I mean, no matter what, mm-hmm. I think, Greg, we're touching upon, we see this in the in the garage, and many of our technicians mm-hmm. from across the country that hang on the show with us listening every week. Like, you got to know, like, you, you can't, you, there's no guesswork. And I think Ray is really touching upon you revert back to your training, you revert back to your knowledge, and move forward. Like, there's no fluff yeah. behind that, you know. Yeah, that, like, back that, to the basics. Back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg right. Buckley, That's thank right. you so much every week. And, Greg, give us a quick announcement. You've got something going on. Tell us real quick. Yes. we got a minute. Yes, we do. We are going to be announcing here shortly a full-time position for our child safety seat uh initiative here in in the wilmington delaware area um uh, you're educating folks on we're educating folks on child safety we'll be doing full-time inspections installations uh every day at the shop uh sean rowe a mother of two she'll be joining the staff uh she'll be doing it daily and uh, we'll be developing some awareness classes for buckley's and our community very good greg we're going to get people We're going to get the link on our Wrench Nation Facebook. We're going to talk more yeah. about in the future. Thank you for joining us, brother. We appreciate you every week. Not a problem. Mr. Thanks, Greg Buckley, Buckley's it. Auto Care. Thanks, Greg. Ray West, I feel like we should break the rules and just do another hour. <laughs> 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 I want to sincerely thank you for your service. Your words of wisdom in here. This is powerful, people. Share it with a friend if you can. Uh, Ray, thank you for your service. And thank, thank you, you so much, much for stopping by the show. Susie, another great show i believe amazing show if you enjoyed it let us know what you thought uh podcast uh, give us a thumbs up thumbs down it's okay man 
We can take it. We can take it. We're mm-hmm. not perfect, but thanks again, Ray. Stay in tune because you. next week we've got uh, we got a jam packed show. I've got a surprise guest for that. We're working last minute. I don't yep. have the details. Hey, we're doing a Cuban car culture show. That's coming. I've got Ferrari. I've got an authority for Ferrari. That's coming. Uh, Magnus Walker of Porsche legend fame. He's got a story. He's replied. He's going to be on the show in the Beautiful. future. Man, I enjoy you people hanging with us every week. As I say, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.